What do you get from a pampered cow? I don't know. Spoiled milk. (laughs) I'm not really ashamed I laughed at that. (laughs) All right, let's do this. Welcome to Stand Up Pedal Action. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back to Zupa. Um, Special show. We say that every time. This time it really is. It's actually a bit of a different show this time. And Josh is about to tell us why. That's right. Episode 38. This is going to be the culmination of season one. That's right, everyone. We are wrapping up season one. And we are looking to put some time and energy towards some other side projects. Well, we, uh, you know, gather some more information and some interviews for the season two launch later on this year. Yeah. Uh, as most of us know who do cycle and make it a huge part of our lives, there's no such thing as an off season. There's the season itself. And then there's just the preseason for next year. And that's what this is going to be for Supa. We're going to take a few weeks of stepping away from new episodes and work on a couple other projects that we have in the works that you guys are going to see coming out soon. And reflection of the things that have occurred in the past year. Uh, it's, it's just, been, it's been quite the journey. Um, Jason, what are some highlights for you? Well, yeah, it has been an absolute blast this first year of stand-up pedal action. For me, some of the highlights are definitely, well, I mean, let's be honest, hearing about some people's wild encounters out in nature has been hilarious. <laughs> it's been absolutely insane. Very true. Yeah. Now, the full breadth and depth of things that you can encounter in the woods was genuinely surprising to me. I think my favorite of all of them is still the emu. That one was a good time. It's pretty unique. Yeah, that one was pretty good. Uh, bears, we all expect, but uh, giant flightless birds, probably not. Uh, not so much. Yeah, although Kip Bice actually running into a bear. That was pretty awesome. Pretty impressive. I still kind of want to find that bear. Yeah, a little, little face logo. print. Yeah, face print, a little logo stamped in its shoulder. That'd be a good time. Um, Josh, what about you? Oh, I think, I mean, the overall highlight is the connection. Those come mm-hmm. from this. Um, getting, getting to be in a spot, we, we've been privileged to garner some of these stories and gather them and build more of the community. I mean, that's always been the dream of this, this journey and this podcast is to help bolster the community. And so my favorite feedback has been, wait, I knew that name, but I didn't know anything about them. And it's so cool to hear like the human behind what's going on and behind their their pursuits and their goals and their achievements. Yeah, they're they're people yeah. behind all those things. It's been such an honor. And I look forward to hearing many more of your stories out there. And as we wrap up this first season, we definitely want to say thank you to everyone who has been on the show so far. For those of you who are listening, you've gotten to hear a ton of stories here in the studio, here in the Blanket Fort. We know that the bit that you hear on the air is great, but oftentimes the extra stories that happen before and after the mics are on is even more rewarding. And some of the friendships that have started through the show this year have been phenomenal. And it's a, it's just absolutely wonderful for Josh and I 
to sit here and know that so many of you joined in either by being on the show or by listening to make this little effort happen. Truly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jason, what, uh, what kind of thoughts and endeavors might be on the books or moving forward? Well, uh, for the show itself, there's, we've got a couple surprises uh, up our sleeves coming out here in the next little while. Uh, we might have some special episodes uh, hanging in the gap there for those of you who just can't live without the show. Jury's still out on exactly when those are coming, so we're going to leave that as a surprise. But uh, we've got a few uh, in the works there. We've got some other projects as well. Um, pretty soon it's going to be race season again. Uh, Josh, you and I are both heading to the Growler. I'm doing the 40, which should be interesting. Hopefully I don't get bit by a dog or break my bike in half this time, both of which have happened to me at the Growler before. You're doing the 32. That is the plan. That's the plan. Once again, is a single speeder. Yep. Yep. Because why would you add more gears to complicate things? As we found out from Kip, why at all? Even if you're riding every single day and doing unholy amounts of racing on a single speed, <laughs> apparently it, there's much more capacity for that kind of misery than I ever thought was possible in the world. So those are a couple of options. There's probably going to be some more silly centuries happening out there. So mm. uh, anybody who's curious, you should keep tabs on either Josh or I or Supa itself on social media, wherever you can find us. Yeah, Instagram is probably probably the best place to keep an eye out. Yeah. At stand up pedal action, all one word. And, uh, you know, if you have not already subscribed to the show, go ahead and do that. That way, any of those special episodes will find their way to your device of choice before we come back on the air later on this year. Josh, what about you? Anything else that we didn't mention? Anything fun coming up sometime soon? Oh, we'll just have to wait and see. All right. All, right. all sorts of silly things planned in the deep recesses of the mind. Um, yeah. Yes. What would you say you learned? out of this first season once again the I, I know i've said this before and i will continue to say it that cycling at its best is a tool for connection and it can be used for so many other things that have a tremendous amount of value as well for training for an outlet you know to to channel some of that stress that we experience in our everyday lives into something that is meaningful and provides some aspect of fitness for us uh, as a way to to push the limits of human potential and to try to reach the top of that podium or as a way to just share something in the outdoors with your friends and your family it it's such a powerful tool and i look forward to using that in yeah some aspect for the rest of my life yeah i would also say it is a very powerful way to be humbled. <laughs> <laughs> Anything in particular come to mind? I, I mean, we did just experience the Gravel Nation ride here in, in Colorado Springs, in Monument, in fact, this past weekend. And I tell you, gravel is a different world. Yeah, I'm not the slowest mountain biker on the planet anymore. Um, not the fastest either. But I'm not used to getting dropped by everyone. And I mean everyone in a group ride right out of the gate especially when they just talked about how it's going to be a mellow one because the a group didn't show up this week <laughs> yeah josh and i went to monument last week and uh we found out that apparently it doesn't matter how good you are as a mountain biker you show up to a gravel 
Sunday fun ride and you're going to get your legs ripped off unless somebody sits up, which guest on the show, Michael Brothers, was kind enough to do for us so that we didn't get lost out there in the cow pastures and the prairies north of Monument. Very generous fellow. Yeah. (laughs) Our eternal thanks to Michael for that. And definitely found out that Zwift miles over the winter are not the same thing as just going ahead and getting on your dang bike and getting outside. True that. True that. So yeah, always more to explore in cycling, um, in the disciplines we love and the ones that we don't know so well. Mm. So we'll see what, uh, what 2022 holds from here on out when it comes to that. But, uh, when we come back on the air, there might be some more stories about some, uh, gravel suffer fests that we can add in here as well. Yeah. We'll have to, we'll have to see. Yeah. Is there anything in particular that, uh, you have learned from this past season? I definitely learned that I don't know anything about nutrition or coaching (laughs) (laughs) and that fueling yourself for the long haul is something that takes a little more intentionality than I expected. I also learned that there's a lot of value in going ahead and learning from the people who have made it their life's mission to know how to go fast. That was that was really instructive for me to know that there's a lot more than just get, you know, buying a training plan online and going from there. So that was, that was absolutely fascinating. But more than that, I think I learned a good lesson about how saying that you're part of the biking community is different than actually being a part of it. Mm. You know, it's pretty hard to sit here behind the mic and admittedly not exactly have a whole slew of trail dig days to my name and hear about guys like Corey Sutella who've been spending years fighting to get us trails to ride or guys like Kit Bice who, I mean, beyond his insane commitment to riding every single day, that he is out there with kids passing on the love of the sport day after day after day. I just saw him yesterday riding with a group of kids. And I saw him this last weekend riding with a group of kids. It's, it's really fun and challenging to sit here and talk with some of these people who have really gone from investing in their own performance or their own place in the sport to really helping it grow, not only for those of us who are riding now, but those of us who will be riding decades from now. Yeah, it is, it is really powerful to see that, that kind of dedication and the willingness to pour energy back into the next generation and there's, there's so much fun in that too. And what, like, yes, there is a sacrifice, personal sacrifice to give that time, that energy. Mm-hmm. But for those who have been a part of it, you, you know that there is a reward to see the growth and to see that kind of bonding and that connection that you can build, the community that comes around it. Yeah. And how these kids grow from brand new riders to dominant forces of nature on the world stage (laughs) or just those who love to continue the passion and to share the passion yeah, and build the community further. Like it just, it's an ongoing cycle as the dominoes fall, so to say. A cycle, Josh, really? (laughs) I had to. Can't help myself. (laughs) Yeah, I know you can't. So looking ahead, we are starting right now here in the spring of 2022 to see the world sort of beginning to crawl out from under the cloud of COVID. People are starting to feel like life's coming back to normal. We've got literally millions of people who probably bought a bike 
and now they are, you know, life is calling again. Are you excited about seeing where the sport is going? Are you excited about what it's going to be for all these people who, you know, might have bought a bike during the pandemic, aren't sure where they're going to go now, don't know what to do with it? I'm excited for those millions of people to find our podcast. Hey, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I am super excited. It, it's such a cool world to be a part of and to see, you know, just in the past 15 years or so that I have been involved in the biking world, it has come so far from the kind of tools that you have, from the kind of support that there, there is, from the kind of racing that there is, the events outside of racing the expos and the, the bike ride days and the, uh, the junior teams that have developed. Mm-hmm. This sport has grown immensely and I have high hopes that it will continue to grow in a sustainable manner because there's, there's already a bit of felt tension with you know, the amount of trail use and other trail users that want to share with and we want to always be respectful you know, to grow at a rate that is sustainable mm-hmm. but man i feel like the future is so bright i see especially in the cycling i see us heading further into the world stage than we ever have been before yeah it's super fun to watch uh even some of the guys that we've had here on the show robbie Braden, riley these guys that are going to be going out there and hopefully crushing it in uci competition this year but it's also really fun. I was actually down at Criterium the other day talking to Nick Ponzer, another guest in this first season, and we were standing in front of a showroom full of bikes for almost the first time in two years. And it was pretty fun to see that that tense moment of COVID where all of a sudden supply chain issues had made bikes hard to come by and people getting a little afraid of, you know, man, where, where can I get a bike? Like, where can I get parts? And, uh, you know, that's easing for the moment. And that's pretty fun because... You know, there's, there's a lot to explore and there are a lot of people who still want to join in on the fun. And that's super exciting to see. Mm-hmm. Very much so. And, you know, this can be a really cool family activity as well. I mean, yeah. we, we did a couple rides this past week and on both of them, I ran into families that I knew who were out there, parents and kids, riding mountain bikes at their own pace, just enjoying it and spending a nice weekend day. Yeah, with the family. Which brings us back to one of our first episodes with Brett Fugate. One of the ones that I've had some of the most positive feedback about of people saying, first of all, that was hilarious. And I'm right where Brett is. (laughs) I mean, a guy who wanted to get into biking just so he could ride with his kids. And now he loves to ride. It's, it's super fun to see. And I know that that's one of many, many stories like that. So it, I agree. It is a very exciting time to be a part of cycling, not just for your own Strava PRs, but for the overall community as more and more people start to discover the wonder of playing outdoors on two wheels. Mm. I mean, not to mention the new technology that's coming along as well. Oh my word. I was just reading an article about uh, the new high, high pivot seat post collar (laughs) jockey wheel. (laughs) (laughs) It may or may not have been an April Fool's joke. May or may not have been. Don't be looking for that <laughs> in your local bike shop anytime soon. Yeah, but bike technology has come a long way. No, it is, it is an exciting time to be a part of the sport. And that's one of the reasons that we are excited to go out and 
kind of scour the earth to find a few more new and fun interviews for you guys for the next season of Supa. And to do so, we're going to step away from the microphones for a few weeks, as we said. So again, if you've got some back catalog episodes of the show that you haven't heard, now's a great time to go pick those up. Uh, If you haven't subscribed to the show, you should definitely do that now. That way you won't miss it when we come back on the air later this year. Yeah, if you have any feedback for us, feel free to jump on our website and there's a contact form. Come say hello that way, say hello to us on social, or say hello to Josh or I on the trail. If you find us out and about, likely here in the Colorado Springs region and probably a few other places as well. Yes, indeed. Indeed. Thank you so much for all of the support and encouragement so far. We have loved putting this show on and we look forward to new endeavors moving forward. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you in season two. If you want to know more about stand-up pedal action, you can check us out online at supa.bike. That's S-U-P-A dot B-I-K-E. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.